years that have become my daughters to me. I know you got daddy. You're trying to take his place. But I will go against you if you go against one of my daughters that are around here. And she's one of the greatest loves of my life, if I could say it that way. As, uh, as she came here, she was the first one I baptized. Um, we've spent lots of camps together and watching God move through you and doing so many amazing things through you is a wonderful. And folks, that's what we're supposed to be about. Raising up a generation that will go out no matter where. I mean, who wants to go to New York, okay? Um, but there's a need there. There's an obvious need there. And so I'm proud of you and thank you for your testimony this morning. I think perhaps that's why Maybe it's just because this will be a shorter sermon, uh, but the Lord moved me uh, to this passage several times this week, and it's a passage my wife's probably going to laugh or she's going to walk out because she's heard it a billion times. Um, it's my favorite passage in the whole world. It is Joshua 1, 1 through 9. Turn there if you want to go ahead and get a head start. But here's the reason why. As I have been thinking over the past, we're getting ready to go to camps, we're getting, we're just busy, busy trying to get things rolling ministry-wise, and, and we've had lots of meetings, uh, the staff and I, and there's changes coming, there's curriculum changes, there's things that we're going to be doing because we have to, we've got to prepare, right? And here's what we need to prepare for. I still believe with all of my heart that this church is going to explode with people. It may take another 9-11. I don't know what's going to go on, but I know that God would have us be ready for what he is going to bring in. And I also believe that if we do not make moves and begin to get ready for what God wants to do, then it's not going to happen. And so I keep coming back to these passages because I don't know about you, but the, the way I grew up, most of the things that I know are life lessons. Most of the things that I know is because God, for some reason, made me go through it. I didn't ask for most of the stuff I know. I, I, I was just one of those things where I constantly, and maybe that's why that is one of my favorite passages in Scripture, is because I have constantly have to go back and understand that it is God's power, right? It is God's power in me that helps me through. Because he continues to put me in places where I need to, to move forward, even when I don't understand certain things. And I'm sure you're no different. Many of you in this room right now have times in your life where there's a, there's a point in your life where you've just got to make a step forward. You've got to do something. You know God's calling you to do that, but you may be worried. You may be scared. You may have issues going on, but you've got to take the step and move forward in God's power and know that he's got you. That's what this passage is all about. Joshua is, has just lost his mentor, his leader, the guy who trained him, and Joshua is about to have to, to do something. God's calling him to now step up into a leadership role, a major leadership role, and take God's people into the promised land, something they've been waiting on. They've been wandering around the desert for 40 years. Things are right, and God takes Moses out of the picture, and now Joshua finds himself 
in the spotlight. I want you to put yourself in his shoes as we talk about that this morning. I want you to think about what you might, think about a time you may have been thrust into the spotlight. For me, it's, uh, you know, I was doing really good just as y'all's youth pastor. And then here comes along, you know, I kind of felt like God was going to do something. I didn't know what God was going to do in my life, but then here comes Scott Spencer to sit on my porch and goes, hey, we want your resume too. I was like, Ooh, I didn't know that's what God was doing. But from coming from a youth guy who has lots of responsibilities, but we get to have a lot of fun, to here you go, lead my people. That's a, that's a, it brought me back to this passage. God, you want me to lead your people? I'm not worthy. I'm not skilled. I'm not ready for this. But that's what's so amazing about these passages. Maybe you've been in situations like that. Where God says, I want you to do something, you know it's God telling you to do it, but you don't feel like it's something you can. So those thoughts have been in my head, and so I come back to this, and as I, I thought about Tyler coming this morning and her stepping out of her, I mean, that's a, that's a slight difference between Wortham, Texas, and New York. Amen? You know, everybody talked, I think, well, we've got another Bill and them. They've been to New York. Going next week, God bless you. I don't, I don't, mm -mm. no desire, Lord. <laughs> Listen, I've had times in my life where I thought, I ain't doing that. Guess what? I ended up a youth pastor, right? So you better be careful what you tell God you're not going to do. But there are those times. In our life. So this passage has been on my heart, not because it's my favorite, not because it's just something I go back to, because I feel like God is about to do something. I know I've been saying that for nine years, right? But God is about to do something in this church. I'm looking back, and even as we move into the summer, we have new folks coming in. We've got to plug them in. We've got to take the steps to do what we've got to do to keep them here. We've had some difficult changes over the years because we've just had to move forward in some areas. And we do so not for any other reason other than what God wants us to do. And sometimes it is hard to take those steps. Amen? We are a church in a small town, but we're a church in a world where church is quickly becoming non-existent. You heard what Tyler said about New York. There's really no thought of it. And we have generations being raised up that don't see the need to go to church. And for that, I say hogwash. That's a Greek word, right? I say hogwash. There's, the scripture is clear that we should continue to meet together. Yes, you can worship at home. Yes, you can watch us on on Facebook. Yes, you can do all that, but Scripture's clear that we are to meet together here so that iron may sharpen iron. And so we need to stand up at this beginning as we, we see what we're facing, and it is not pleasant. Can you imagine Joshua looking out, going, I've got to take these people across that river which was flooding and then into that land full of giants? 
and unknowns. Yet this is what God has called him to do. If you would, please stand. Turn with me, if you're not there already, to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, and starting in verse 1, he says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. And now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all these, this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which your soul, of the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as, Mo, as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and, and all of, as far as the great sea towards the setting of the sun will be your territory. He says, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. He says in verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. He says, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your prosperity make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, what amazing words, what amazing verses, what what an amazing thought that no matter what you call us to do, you've already taken care of things and, and you are there and will be with us no matter where we go. So, Father, I'm going to ask you now that as I tread the waters of the scripture, I pray that you would be there as well and that it would be your words that they hear and not my own. I pray that this verse would not just be some familiar verse that we've heard so much, but, but it would sink deep into our hearts as we seek to serve you every way that we can. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I feel like my family probably laughed when I said Joshua 1, that's what's on my college ring, that's what I go to quite often, that was the first uh, sermon I ever preached, ever, in front of a professor at Crystal College. If you've not done that, go try it. That's scary, right? Fourteen minutes, start to finish, I was done. 
my professor comes running out and he says, you just stopped. I was getting excited. You were hitting it. You were doing good. And you just stopped. And I said, I was through. I'd done all. I forgot every single illustration. I forgot it all. As I just started and wanted to finish as fast as I could and get out of that class. Uh, I think that might have been the last time I preached a 14-minute sermon. But we'll try to keep it brief today as we've had a wonderful sermon and testimony already this morning. But I do want to add to that testimony a little bit because I, I feel like this is one of the things that has, has pushed Tyler and her uh, missional thing, has pushed Lacey, you know her, as she does missions and stuff. These are the kinds of things that helps them through a Kindle as she, she goes off to mission fields and does things. This are the truths that we stand on on the difficult days. So I just want to encourage us as we get ready, I, mean, I, pray you, I hope you're praying for your staff and praying for your leaders of this church as we try to keep afloat when churches are closing their doors every day. And let me just take a moment to compliment this church. Now, sometimes we're scared to do this because we don't want it to stop. So whatever I'm about to compliment you on doesn't mean stop. But I've never been in a church that has turned things around and has financially as stable as this one in our whole area. I'm telling you, there are churches closing their doors every day, and God is blessing us for some reason we are doing well. What that means is that's not money that we plan on sitting in the bank and just sitting on for that rainy day, God's given it to us right now, and so that's what we need your prayers for, because we're about to do ministry like we've never done ministry before, because God's blessed us in that way. There's a new area, it's new things that we can go do, and so I want all of us to have the courage to do that, to be strong and stand up in a world that doesn't want us. We need to be strong and have great courage, stand up and move forward. As I said, Joshua was about to take over. Not only had he lost his leader, but he's about to take God's people. Not only is he taking over that, but he's about to go into a land that he knows nothing really about other than what he saw a few years before. And a few, I mean 40. And he is about to do something that none of us could possibly think of. We have difficulties in our life, but he is about to take on a monumental task. And so God, just in the first part, says, now it came after Moses is gone. He tells him, he says, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. So he's, he's baiting him. He's already getting him moving. He's like, I've given you every place. In other words, Joshua, all I need you to do is take a step. If I need you to go to the promised land, take the step. I need you to cross the Jordan River that's flooding, but I'm going to go before you, the Ark of the Covenant. As soon as they took the step and the, and the foot touched, the, the waters parted and, and piled up on one end, and they were able to walk across, not on wet ground, not sloshing through the mud with their rubber boots on. They walked across in their sandals with dry feet. God did that because he says, I'm going before you. I've already taken the land. I just need you to do and be obedient to what I've called you to do. He says, by the way, all these giants you saw, all these 
these people that you may not even know about, all the troubles you're going to go in, no man, he says, will stand against you. Joshua, just go. No man will stand against you. And he says, I will be with you. That's all in the first five verses he's throwing that out. Well, then he gets really serious with them. And these are the things I want you to write down and get a hold of today. And here's the first one. God's called you. God has called each and every one of us to some task, to some I mean, we're all supposed to be missionaries, we're all supposed to be evangelists, we're all supposed to be disciples, all of this, right? But he's given you special gifts in the church. God's called you to do something. And all he's asking you to do is just do it. But sometimes we need to understand that, do we not? That God has just called us. Look at verse 6. He says, Joshua, he's already told him, I'm giving you everything. He lists out everything from your east to your west to your north to your south. I'm giving it to you. I've, 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 everywhere your foot steps, I'm going to give it to you, just move. But he says, he goes even deeper and says in verse 6, Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. He didn't get what he's saying there. Just look at the simple grammatical thoughts in this. He says, just go. I'm going to give it to you. Correct? He says, be strong and courageous, for you shall give. Not you might give if you do certain things. Not anything other than you will give the people what I have promised them. In other words, he's taking Joshua and he says, Joshua, who is mourning the, the death of his, his, his great leader, he's probably, mind is blown by the magnitude of the what's ahead of him, and God looks at him, I have this thought, I want to think my God is that way, he just grabs him up and says, Joshua, you're going to do this. You're going to be the guy. How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel a little better when God says, hey, you're going to be the guy? There was a time in this past year where God spoke to Tyler and says, you're going to be the gal I'm going to send to New York with this group. I know you're going with a big group, but you're going to be the gal. And you're going to do, I'm going to do some things through you. There may come a day when Reagan's sitting here looking at me like, don't point me out, but I'm going to point you out. Where God says, go, you're the one I've picked. Justin, you're the one that I've picked to to be the the shepherd of this church at this time. You're the one that that I've picked to to lead the Sunday school class. You're the one. I'm I'm choosing you. It's not you deciding anything. It's God choosing you for a very special task. I'm going to tell you something. Andy and all them can ask me. We can go hammer and nail and do all this. But I got a whole lot more fun out of it when I know God's called me to do it, okay? We had, I don't know if any of y'all know, we kind of got an intern around here. JT's little brother um, thinks he wants to go into ministry. I'm like, don't do it. You better make sure you're called of God before you do that kind of thing, right? Well, he's in there, and so I look at him, I'm going, I say, um, you want to do something spiritual? And JT spins around, don't say yes! Because <laughs> the preacher will get you in trouble you want to do something spiritual. 
right? I just wanted him to go get the VBS curriculum from the house and bring it back across the street. So it was very spiritual kind of thing. Man can pull you and make you do all kind of things, but to be called of God, that's something. And that's exactly what he's doing there in verse 6. Joshua, be strong, be courageous, because you are the man that I've chosen. You're the guy. You're going to take these people and they're going to take possession of the land. He goes on to, to verses 7 and 8. He says again, only be strong and very courageous. He's, he's ratcheting up his thoughts here. He says, Joshua, you're the guy. You've got to be strong and courageous. You're going to be the guy I'm using. Then he says in verse 7, be strong, be very courageous. Be careful to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the le- right or the left so that you may have success wherever you go. He says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Do you understand what he said there? He says, Joshua, you be strong crazy. God's called him. I'm telling you God has called you, but I'm also telling you that God's word will give you the success. See, I'm not going in my power. You're not going in your power. You're going in the power of God who's chosen you and the power of his word to guide you through all of he's, he's going to call you to do. He wants you to be intimate. That's a, we could spend all the rest of the day. Y'all want to? We could. Who's hungry yet? Nobody wants to answer that question. Okay, I am. So we're going to go on. Um, God's Word is going to give you the success. It's God's Word and then digesting it and being a part of you. That is what's going to give you the strength and success. He says it twice in there, does he not? He says don't turn from the right to the left. Don't get away from it so that you may have success. In other words, if you don't keep my word close, if you don't do what my word says, if you're not obedient to the word of God, then your success is not going to be there. He moves on. Let this be a part of your mouth. If you speak, you're speaking the word. If you day and night you're thinking about the word and meditating on it, it has to be that much a part of your life. But look at the benefits. Look at the success I'm talking about. He says, if you do those things, you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have success. It is only after we are obedient to God's word and we are allowing it to infiltrate us and it becomes who we are and our mode of operation, that, when that happens, then our way becomes prosperous, he says. Then things will fall into place. But doesn't that take being strong? How many of you have this absolute wonderful, don't raise your hand on this, I just want you to think about it. How many of you have this absolute wonderful quiet time with the Lord and you go deep, deep, deep into Scripture every single day? How many of you throughout your day think about the Lord Jesus Christ and, and what He's done for you and, and His Word and how it applies to every second of your day? I'm not raising my hand. I'm just like you. I let life come in. I let things distract me. He's saying, you're about to, you're the guy that I have chosen. You're the guy that I'm going to use to, to, to take these people and to take that land. And you're going to need to be strong and courageous as you 
will have success if the Word of God is within you, if you digest it, if that is what your foundation is. And as if that was not enough, he says again, he asks him a question, have I not commanded you? Joshua. This is like the greatest pep talk in the world he's given Joshua. Yes, you're the guy, I'm going to use you. Oh, you're going to have to keep my word. You're going to have to do certain things, but it's going to make it prosperous. You're going to do well if you just be obedient. And did I not already tell you, Joshua, to be strong and courageous? Do not tremble. Do not be scared. Do not be dismayed. Do not worry about the giants you saw before. Do not worry about anything that you're going to come up against. Have I not told you already? He says, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me finish with that. If I know the Lord God is with me, I don't need anything else. If I know the Lord God is with me and I'm standing on the word of God and God has called me, then guess what? I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to go do what he told me to do and I'm not going to care what anybody else thinks because it is the word of God. That's what each and every one of us need. Can you, would you be encouraged by that today? That God has called each and every one of you sitting in these pews to do something. And you need not let anyone around you tell you it's not something you need to do. You don't need to let anyone uh, distract you from that. But in, God, in faith, in His Word, move forward. Take the step and know that everywhere you plant your foot, if you're in the will of God and you're called of God, He's already taken it for you. He's there. He's with you. We don't serve a God who is distant. We don't serve a God who just sets things in motion and doesn't care. We serve a God who is intimately acquainted with you and just desires your desire for Him and obedience to Him. Amen? What does that mean? The problem with this whole situation is if we don't know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you don't know that you're called. You can't even understand that you're called of God to do something. If you don't know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then His Word will make no sense to you. It will not be something you want to stand on. And guess what? God will not be with you. That's a scary thought to me, that God will not be with me wherever I go. Because He asked me to do some strange things and some difficult things over the past nine years. But it is through His power, His calling me, and His, His Word that if there was success in anything I've done, it's all Him. And He'll do the same for you. But you need to know Him. So I'm just going to ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? We're going to talk a lot about that next week. And we try to talk about salvation and a little bit evangelistic every week, but next week we're going to be in Matthew where Jesus Christ gives an invitation to all those around him to start fresh and to start new. 
And so guess what, men? You're going to get challenged. I'm not going to beat you down like I normally do. I'm not going to say how sorry you are compared to the mamas. I'm going to encourage you to follow Jesus Christ. And so you come and be a part of that. But if this morning, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, now's the time. As Miss Sarah comes and plays, prays, not plays. We can play if you want to. If you would, please stand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I know we've only scratched the surface of your word this morning. But it has been such a blessing to not only feel you, but see you working in the lives of your people. Father, I'm excited about what you're doing in this church. I'm excited about the people you're bringing to this church. I'm excited about the future. Father, I'm also concerned. And so my prayer this morning is that if those in this room who do know you as their Lord and Savior, that we would just step up and begin to rely on you and follow you and be obedient to you and so that we might do everything you've called us to do. Father, if there's anyone in this room that's never accepted you, Father, I pray that you would work in their heart and that today would be the day. Father, we give thanks to you for all things that are good. We give thanks to you for all the difficult times. Father, I pray you just help us serve you even more daily. It's in Jesus' name I pray.